City have taken the lead. A lovely free kick found the head of the Birmingham City captain. It's a dangerous ball, it's a looping header, and it's a goal against the run of play for Birmingham City. Abby Grant. It's a lovely finish into the top corner. Guided in by Lucy Whip. Just gently lofted out of the reach of the keeper. Might be another chance for another goal. Cracking save by Hampton. Welcome everybody to the Great City 68 podcast, the women's football show that brings you the fan perspective about all things Birmingham City. This is episode 94 and it must be said it's quite a sweet special recording this evening. Uh, as always, we've got our, our three uh, guests, Kaz, Stacey and Craig. Guys, how are we after this weekend? Yeah, not too bad, thanks. You? Yeah, very well, thank you. Uh, we've also been very, very lucky this evening uh, to have join us on the show uh, Rebecca Holloway, Emma Kelly and Abby Grant, three members of the Blues women's squad, two who played in yesterday's game and one who uh, etched her crutches into the turf memorably. Um, girls, massive, massive thank you for joining us. How are we all? Good, thank you. Okay, really good, good thanks. thanks. Very good, glad to hear it. Um, okay, yeah, obviously, episode 94, we are reviewing uh, the second City derby, which took place yesterday, yesterday lunchtime, um, a half to kick-off at Villa Park, uh, eagerly anticipated, which it has been all season since the fixtures were released. Um, and Blues managed to secure a 1-0 win away thanks to uh, Claudia Walker's 72nd-minute winner. Um, Emma, uh, we'll come to you first. Um, obviously, in the build-up to the game, um, you know, since since the West Ham defeat, really, uh, the focus has been on on this second City derby. Did you have any any idea, really, of, of how much this meant in the build-up, in, in, in the week building up to the game? Was it Did it feel different to the build-up to any other game? Yeah, I would say it did feel a bit different. Um, obviously, I've never been involved in a Birmingham derby before since I've joined the club. Um, but I think just how much it was reinforced by all the fans and um, sort of an enhanced uh, exaggeration on the media about recording and getting things prepped for the game. I think that just sort of showed how big this game was and how much it meant to everybody. So, yeah, I did feel like the build-up was a bit different. Um, in a good way, though, I do think it made it a lot more exciting and made all the adrenaline that bit better going into the game. So, yeah, it was was a lot better. Yeah, absolutely. And obviously it showed in in the efforts that the girls put in. Um, the first 15 minutes, Kaz, uh, Villa seemed to have a lot of the possession. What were your thoughts on, on the first 15 minutes? How were you feeling 15 minutes in? Nervous. I didn't know what to expect. Obviously, 13 players fit. It was going to be a tough, a tough ask from anybody that was playing in that game. From the first 15 minutes, I did think we were going to get our asses handed to us on a plate. Nothing wrong with the girls, but it was just one of those. I was worried more that if we were going to get more injuries and stuff and we didn't have players to bring on. But we grew into the game and what can we say? The rest is history. Yeah, obviously a lot was was made in national media of of, of the uh, the lack of resources maybe that, that Blues had at their disposal. Becky, 
the way the, the game started, Villa did seem to have uh, a lot of the ball. Was it was it just a case of get get ourselves into the game, keep the ball a, a, a little bit better, and 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 see how we go from there? Yeah, I just didn't think that we settled into the game. I think um, we just weren't really stringing our passes together, and we were kind of panicking on the ball. I don't know whether it was just because like the build up to it, and we were all just I don't know if like adrenaline was going, and then because of the build up into it. Um, we just obviously didn't settle into the game. So I think that's just what happened. And I think it was good that we came out in the second half and it was a completely different performance. We were stringing passes together. We were actually playing football. And so it was good that we figured that out at halftime. Yeah, absolutely. And Craig, even before halftime, it felt like we were we were getting ourselves a, a, a foothold into the game. I think Molly Green went through and had a had a left, left-footed shot, which was saved. Um, did you think that, as the first half wore on, that there would be that mentality at the break that we can go on and, and do better things in the second half. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, considering that Villa had most of the ball in the early stages and they didn't make the most of it, we were bound to get chances ourselves later in the game. And um, as the game progressed, you could see that we looked more confident on the ball. And as you go on to, it, it seemed like Villa lost confidence after the goal. And um, it seemed like we never looked back after that. Uh, Abby, obviously, as a, a, being a, a, in the ground as as part of the part of the the, the group, if you like the the travelling group, obviously was was a lot said at halftime. Were a few things said by by Carla or the players that you know the, the way we'd got ourselves back into the game that this was definitely a game that we could go on and, and stamp our authority on. Well, I wasn't in the the changing room at halftime, so I can't really comment on what was said. But to be honest, from watching it aside. When they came out in the second half, you could tell that Carla said to keep the ball and like go for it, really. And you could tell in the second half that that's what kind of happened. Yeah, I just think we knew that it wasn't good enough and we knew we were way better. And she just basically reinforced that because, I mean, we, we all knew as players, like coming in after that half, that it wasn't good enough and we needed to step up. So she just basically reinforced that in the halftime meeting. Yeah, and, and that it felt like Villa were sort of just waiting for for tired legs to come on and then make their changes. Maybe that was going to be their their plan that they'd hit tired legs with with fresh legs off the bench. But as the second half wore on, definitely Blues um, had a lot more control on the game. Um, the midfield were keeping the ball a lot better, and obviously culminating um, in in one of the substitutions that we could make, Lucy Whip. Putting a cross in, chasing that ball down on the right hand side, crossing, and the cleared header fell straight to the feet of of the person that you'd want it to fall to at the moment in the form that she's in, Claudia Walker, in off the bar to to put us one nil up. Stacey, um, as a Blues fan of the men's and women's side, gives your 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 reactions and and the scenes in your household when when that one went in off the bar. Oh, uh, it was yeah, it was quite. It was funny. I wish, do you know what? I actually wish next time we need to put a, like a little GoPro up in our corner to react, like watch me, mine and Kaz's reactions because it's hilarious. Like Kaz ran the length of the living room. I jumped, I, like, I had a seizure on Friday. I jumped up, I've broke a rib and I jumped up and I literally near enough cried in pain. But at the same time, I was still jumping around. I genuinely think I've watched the goal about 15 times because I'm not going to lie, I don't remember much of the game. I don't know whether it was my own adrenaline and my own nerves. The fact that I was having a drink, because obviously the only decent thing about not being there is I can drink for the 90 minutes. Yeah. 
yeah, I've, I've literally I've had to rewatch Claudia's goal about fifteen times, and I genuinely don't know how the ball got to Lucy in the first place because the clip only shows you Lucy whipping it in. So, so Kaz, that uh, running up and down, you, you you've managed to recover from that, all right? Your your energy levels are okay now after the celebration. Yeah, yeah, not too bad. I'm just worried about the tattoo now. Yeah, well, oh, we'll, yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll we'll come on to that uh, very shortly. Yeah, interesting that uh, Stacey just said about not, actually when when you're so invested in it that you don't remember a lot of the minor details of the game. Obviously, the the, the goal is is a massive part of it. Is that something that Emma and Bex that you really resonates with you as well, or 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 do you really remember like everything that happened, or does it all just sort of go in a blur and then all of a sudden the ninety minutes are up? Uh, I think you do remember certain snippets of the game. Um, like personally, as a player, I think sometimes it's not the best thing to do, but I always recall things that I I could have done better. Um, but yeah, I think how quick a goal happens, it does sort of go over your head quite quite easily. Um, but yeah, what, I don't know, how do you feel? I'm literally the exact same, like uh, what Emma said, I think as a player, because you always want to do so well, um, you end up thinking about all the negative things that you may have done in the game and not focus on the positive. So like the fact that I didn't even realise that Lucy had got on the end of that ball and like crossed it in, you know, that, that's such a positive thing, but you just don't even recall it because you're too focused on maybe the negative things of your own performance. That's just what it's like as a player, though, I think. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And Craig, obviously, Blues hold it. I say holding on, really. I think you made the point earlier that it felt like they the that goal really took the wind out of any sale that Villa had left. Um, and Blues absolutely bossed that last 20 minutes. Like, normally, you'd be... You'd be biting your fingernails one nil up away from home in a, in a second city derby, but really the the girls' effort and organisation to to ensure that Villa kept making mistakes and and we got the ball back a lot. Uh, that last twenty minutes, credit to f- full credit to the girls, a, a thirteen player squad, but we looked the fit aside coming the end of it. Yeah, absolutely. As you say, Villa looked like they were out of energy, considering that they made the most changes and. Towards the end, they looked like they were trying to waste time in like the last minute. And that's weird considering they were 1-0 down. And then you got someone on, uh, on the flip side of that, you got Claudia Walker trying to get score more goals when everyone's screaming, get in the corner. Yeah, and she just wants to score more. That's just the confidence she has right now. Take it to the corner, Claudia, please. Next time, please don't put us through that again. Not once, but twice. Fans group was literally just corner, 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 corner. <laughs> I mean, fair play to her. So obviously, she's absolutely flying with confidence. She thought that she could uh, create create another goal to to finish it off. But yeah, that was uh, that was there were two hair raising moments for sure. Um, obviously, as that final whistle goes, um, the realization that the the points are ours and and the bragging rights are ours. Abby, take us through uh, take us through the celebrations on the pitch at the end there, and and you know, you you could see. Not not just yours, obviously. Yours were magnificent in in the effort that you put in, considering the injury. But um, but you know, just just generally, it really showed in in those pictures and videos how much these these not just the three points, but actually going to Villa Park and winning against them, uh, how much that meant to the group. Yeah, to be honest, when everyone else was getting to knee slides, I really wanted to join in. So I thought this is the best that I can do knew how much it meant to the fans and everyone, how hard they all worked all week. So to actually go and get the result was just great. So, yeah, I was just so happy for them all. (laughs) 
Yeah, fantastic stuff. Uh, and Kaz, your what? What would you say apart from obviously the goal? What was your overriding memory of, of that fixture? If you could, if you could relive one moment from that fixture, what would yours have been apart from the winning goal? Harriet Scott wiping out um, Geordie Hutton. <laughs> That's effectively the answer I was after. That's just what I wanted. I wanted somebody to mention that. But yeah, that was uh, that was pretty sweet. And then Fullers came on and it was like the same again. So that just like made my weekend even better because everybody hates her. So, But we don't know that's the thing. She's actually a lovely girl. She's a Villa fan and we don't do Villa. Lovely girl, not great on social media. Daisy, um the whole atmosphere of 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 beating Villa um, and and everything that entails the bragging rights. I think the organisation and and the effort that the girls put in is something that I wanted to I wanted to bring up. Obviously, with with the three girls here, um, you know, the, from what we've seen since the start of the season, how how we rapidly improved this group have become um you know and and for Bex to be on the show as part of that back four which looks absolutely rock solid against against the villa side with with decent attacking players in there you're just a quick mention on on that on that organization side of things um yeah, that was the most long-winded question ever. I, just, I was always trying to yeah, make a point. Just praise the back four. I could have easily wrapped it up to just praise the back four for me. Yeah. Right? yeah. Um, <laughs> to be fair, let's be honest. We've me and Kaz was looking at some stats and stuff earlier, and Kaz got in a little old stat mind and stuff. And there's five teams who have have kept four clean sheets. Sort of being that with the likes of Chelsea and Everton, and. I can't remember the other two in my books downstairs. I think from what we've seen last season um, with the back four, contrast to this season's back four, Beck, you're doing an amazing job. Keep it up. Um, tell the others to keep it up, like the whole team. Everyone, like, you you three know how bad it was for us last season. Yeah, we know. We, yeah. we, we, we yeah. lived it. <laughs> Coming from, I'm not being funny, that shower of shite that we had to watch from Bristol. <laughs> Right. Up until now, it's been like, years have made me fall back in love with football again. So, yeah, just keep it up and thank you very much for the season so far. I'm glad that it finished on a compliment because it was getting a bit tricky there for a moment. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, Bex, as we've got you, I don't want to put like you on the on the spot massively. But, uh, you know, as, as somebody last season who was playing centre-back, um, in a position unfamiliar to you and new to the league, you know. And then in the summer, Carla's Carla spoke to us before. I spoke to the media about you and about you know getting that confidence back into you and and actually the the enjoyment of playing football again. You know, you've you've made that left back position your own. Is it literally as simple as arm around the shoulder? Let's work with you. You know, uh, clearly. Clearly, the the abilities there you're showing it this season. Is it honestly as as simple as from one manager to another? You know, having that confidence in in believing in yourself again. Yeah, it definitely is. I think when you have a manager that has the confidence and belief in you, then I think it helps the player to then believe in themselves. And I think when Carla first came in, she spoke with us all, and you know, she she asked me like, "What what is your position?" And I honestly told her like, "I didn't know just because of how much I was moved around." A few of us weren't last year probably coached in positions that we'd never played before. 
And I think that was like a focus of her. She wanted to find like what my position was and then actually work on it. And I think that's been the difference this year. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I can throw the same question probably to, to Emma and Abby as well. Like, you know, centre forward, attacking midfielder, wide players. Is it, is it, has Carla come in and, and really galvanised everybody in the squad? And, you know, that clearly, clearly the, the confidence and enjoyment that the players are playing with is showing on the pitch. Um, you know, just a word on on how much work Carla has done and the and the backroom staff as well, really. Um, yeah, so I just think that the way Carla's came in, she's took a step back in the first session, just assessed us all as players and looked where she thinks we suit, put us in them positions and then obviously just worked on us as individual players in them positions. And I think just giving that clarification to players, knowing what their role is and what she expects from them throughout the seasons, just probably been a big confidence boost to everybody starting just because they know what the roles are. Um, so I think that's just gave all the girls a good push and knowing that she's given different girls chances and opportunities as well. I think it's just given everyone a good you know, motivation to want to play and there's a bit more competition and competitiveness to want to start in the games and there's no pressure on the players either. I think it's a lot more relaxed and the girls are just enjoying the football, which is the main thing. And I think that's why results are sort of coming our way and our performances are going the way they are, just from how happy everybody is together. Yeah, 100%. And obviously that win uh, yesterday at Villa Park uh, has put Birmingham, after after this weekend's fixtures, Blues currently sit sixth in the WSL table on nine points. Uh, just three points behind Manchester City, uh, level with Reading. Um, Craig, after a after a bit of a tumultuous summer uh, pre-season where, you know, a, for a lot of it, we were up in the air about how the season was going to go. That's that's surely testament to the to the girls and the coaching staff to, to find ourselves in that position. Yeah, absolutely. You've got a side like us that have, have competed against the teams where we got Premier League backers, and you've got Birmingham sitting in sixth place. We've we've scored more goals than all the bottom six teams in the league. We've conceded less goals than the bottom six in the league. The only teams that have done better than us are the teams you'd expect to be at the top, like Man United, Arsenal, Chelsea, Everton, and Man City. So you see that we are competing against the likes that we're, again, like the Birmingham of, of old, really, where we're competing against teams we shouldn't really be, but we're doing we're stepping the game up so well that we're competing and even winning games. Yeah, 100% agree. Yeah, well, as we've got the... The three players with us. Um, if anybody fancies asking any quick questions to the girls, um, fire away, and uh, and then we'll we'll finish on a on a preview for the the Leicester Conti Cup game. Absolutely. Uh, I'll start with Emma. Um, you spent last year in Iceland. What was that experience like? From my, my own experience of going to that country, it can be quite expensive. <laughs> yeah, I agree on that. I got a bit of a shock to the system when I uh, lived there, and just going out for even just. A soft drink came to about 13 or 14 pounds. So, um, but yeah, other than that, just the whole country, as you probably know, is just amazing. Like I've I had such a good experience. And even though I did go over there as my first um, full professional job sort of thing, I did feel, I shouldn't really say it, but it was just like a big holiday. Um, I loved it. It was just, just such a great experience for living where I was and traveling around the country. And football was even really good because it was in the Pepsi League, which is the top league out in Iceland um played against a lot of different internationals at that league as well so it was still really competitive and I just thought I needed to get my love back for football so making that decision to go there did that really so I can't 
say that I regret anything about it. That's great to hear. Um, Bex, last time we spoke, you said you weren't quite ready to get back into international football. With how you've started this season, has Kenny Shields been in touch with you? And how proud are you of how Northern Ireland have done in recent games? Yeah, no, it's amazing how well they've done. And I think it's a credit to Kenny for for how well he's done with the girls. Because since he's come in, they've been getting their results. And yeah, I have spoke to him. And um, I have recently been on standby and stuff with the team. But obviously, I've just got to keep working hard to, to get myself uh, the full call-up. That's good to hear. And my last question from me, um, Abby. Uh, Scotland's men's side secured a place in their first major tor- tournament since France 98 on Thursday. What time did the celebrations end in your house? And you must hope you can keep the momentum going with Scotland and have the women do the ne- uh, the same thing next month when they look to get revenge on Finland. Do not yeah. get started on <laughs> <Yeah>. this again. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It's been a great week because Scotland qualified. We won against Villa. So yeah, I'm buzzing. But yeah, that night, they'll tell you I was absolutely buzzing I was like throwing my iPad in the air running around tears. when that yes. penalty was missed she was crying on the sofa <laughs> screaming we were just like oh I was like, <laughs> so yeah I, I just can't believe it because it's been 22 years so I just can't wait for next year now uh, Kaz anything you want to ask the girls yeah Emma have you give the, have you got bought the girls a palm or yet do you know what I said to the girls before this podcast as soon as I heard you were on it I was like right I am putting money on Kaz asking or mentioning a palm or <laughs> um I haven't do you know why because I don't think I'll do it justice with how bad I am at cooking you can get them delivered oh well this changed the game then Manjiro there's a Manjiro's in Birmingham you can get one we had we, we, we did actually have one last night as a celebratory after the video I've seen the photo on Twitter, you tagged me in, yeah. I, I keep showing the girls and they're like, oh, you need a coffee one, or, but I just I will have to get them a takeaway one, so. Okay, here you go then. I'm going to put another thing out there. Oh, here we go. If you beat Arsenal on the 6th of December, right. I'll get the three of you to palm oh, oh, right I thought you were going to say you'll get the three of us tattooed on you, then I'd be a bit more. Could you imagine? <laughs> Couple from here, Abby. Firstly, your your injury. Obviously, we saw you um, on crutches on on the pitch celebrating. How how are things uh, going with you with your injury, and and what are we expecting possible timeline? Um, yeah, to be fair, much better. I feel much happier, and there's a lot more progress with the injury now. Because to be honest, I was playing for pain, so I just thought, um, personally, I need to try and get to a level where I'm not playing with pain so yeah that's where I'm at just now but um it's going really well um and I think hopefully after the international break I'll be able to run again which is great so oh excellent yeah well that's good news and obviously the the sooner you can return the better um and final one for me for for all three of you really if you could pick one picture of Claudia's goal that Kaz is having tattooed on her leg which one would it be is it the one where she's jumping on to Christy Murray or just before it with Molly Green in the air? Which one, which one would you get to pick? Oh, I thought you were going to say any photo of Claudia, like from the past as well. Oh, well, okay. It's got a really good one that we... <laughs> I know a really good one that we could choose, but if it's got to be from the game... Um, I think maybe when Christy's trying to catch her, just because that was... Like, it was never going to happen. Like, she just wasn't going to catch her. She just got mega whiplash. Yeah, <laughs> but um, even one with Molly's like a great picture. But what are you guys? There is one for <laughs> there is one of a playing for Stoke a few years back. That's, That's an excellent one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> I suggest that one personally. Kaz, Kaz where, where's it going on your leg, the tattoo? Probably my thigh, because nobody sees my thigh, so it's all okay. <laughs> you, you were mentioning there's going to be a, a, a GoFundMe page set up for, for any... Uh, any donations towards it? I mean, I think she thinks I'm mad of money or something. <laughs> she makes these wild, wild bets, and uh, yeah. But she has to go through with them. I made her get the key right on tattoo, dear, and I when we beat Middlesbrough. Yeah, exactly, absolutely. Well, you you wait till we beat uh, the two-one win at Arsenal, and you've got three Palmos to pay out for her. But uh, that'll, that'll be even worse then. Yes, yeah, so um, we'll, we'll finish on uh, just just before uh, another break. Um, the next league game, uh, as Kaz said, is Arsenal away at the start of December. But before that, we have a fixture, our last Continental Cup group game uh, at home to Leicester City on Wednesday. Leicester put uh, a hat full. Very sim- uh, a, a similar story, actually. Obviously, we we played Villa this weekend, um, and they put a hatful past Coventry in the in the their fixture before we played them, and Leicester have done the same this weekend. Um, Craig, your thoughts on on this Continental Cup fixture um, at home against Leicester? Winner winner goes top. Uh, well, yes, I, winner takes all in this one, and it's been difficult for Coventry United. The circumstances of that nine one is that Coventry United had to isolate for two weeks before. The last weekend so they've been not been able to train so the result doesn't necessarily reflect uh, how good Leicester City are obviously they've got a lot of uh, WSL quality players that are signed this year to try and get promotion so I think it'll be a competitive game but I think we're if if, if everyone's not too tired I think we will just have enough to secure promote uh, not promotion secure the place in the next round sorry Stacey, uh, obviously, as as Craig said, put a, a lot of a lot of effort and and a bit of financial backing into their women's side this summer. Which players are you are you thinking we should uh, we should be looking out for on Wednesday as as the main threats? We all know Rema. We all we all know Rema. Obviously, we know what type of player she is. We know that she's probably their most experienced player in the squad, and she's very much a leader at the forefront of uh, most teams and stuff. Um, I'm not going to lie, I really don't care. I'd rather concentrate on the league. I just think it's a stupid competition that really didn't need to be played this year. There's way too many games. We should have just literally not played it. Like, I swear, every year they make up new rules. I don't know how they pick North and safe. It's just ridiculous. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, Girls, ignore the last 30 seconds of that. Um, no, Emma, obviously, how are the, uh, how are the, the, the girls after, after the, uh, the excerpts of, of Saturday? Is, is we thinking that we can go again with, with, the, with the squad that we had available on Wednesday night? Yeah, well, I think the mentality of going into that game, knowing we were obviously short on players and only having two subs, um, we knew we were going to be at a stretch to try. And obviously, personally, it was my first... Um, I think it was my first or second start this season. I've not even played like 80 minutes and been injured. So um, it was not it was not a big ask, but, you know, I was sort of putting pressure on myself to make sure I can last the whole game. Um, but likewise, the girls, have, a lot of them have played 90 minutes week in, week out. So it was obviously going to be very demanding, but I think it's just a great result for us under them circumstances. So I think it's just putting us in a great mindset going into another game. And I think just the girls are ready and raring to go into another game and play again. Yeah, yeah, definitely a case of uh, the the adrenaline getting you through and you just want to keep playing football after after good results and good performances. Prediction time. 
we'll finalise it on uh, on our predictions uh, for the Leicester game. Um, the predictions for the uh, Villa game went quite well. Everybody uh, predicted uh, a Blues win with Stacey picking up uh, a bonus point for guessing that Claudia would be the goal scorer. So we go on to the Leicester game with Kaz on 13 points, Craig on 10, Stacey on 9 and myself on 8 points. We will start with the leader currently, Kaz, your prediction and goal scorer for the Leicester game on Wednesday night, please. 2-1, Blues. And I'll say Emma's due a goal, so why not? Well overdue, I know it's a rare occasion. No pressure, Em. <laughs> uh, we'll go to Craig next. I'll go with 1-0, and I'm going to go with a Rebecca Holloway free kick. So when when you see Becky shoving everyone away, when we get a free kick 25 yards out, you know why. Stacey? Um, I'm going to go 1-0, Claudia. Worked for you last time. It's going to work again, Brock. <laughs> yeah, that's the results we're getting lately, isn't it? Just 1-0, Claudia. <laughs> Can't knock back her again now. It's a pretty safe bet, I have to say. It is at the moment. Yeah. Have you seen where she's in the top goal scorers like, league at the moment? It's like... I will say 3-0 um, Blues and uh, Harriet Scott will score one of the goals. And that's all we have time for this week. Uh, thanks, everybody, for, for watching. Uh, follow us on, on Spotify, on Twitter. Uh, check out all the other podcasts. Massive thanks to Kaz, Stacey and Craig. And obviously a huge thank you to Becky, Emma and Abby for being part of the show tonight. And a massive thanks for for all your efforts this season, but mo- more significantly uh, as, as it's in our minds at the moment on Saturday. You girls are absolutely fantastic. So well done and massive thanks for joining us tonight. Thanks for having us. Thank as always, keep right on.